These days, there are so many ways to monetize your knowledge. You could write a book or an ebook, you could create a course that people can go through at their own pace, or you could run a live program where you guide people through the material and maybe even help them apply it. You could provide coaching or consulting or even a service where you use your knowledge to help others. Over the last five years or so, I've monetized my knowledge in almost all of these different ways and some of them took a lot of effort and time and didn't pay very well and then others have been extremely profitable. So today I wanted to share with you what has worked best for me and has allowed me to build the multi six-figure information business that I run today and also what I would recommend someone do if they're interested in getting started in this information industry. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. Monetizing your knowledge starts with turning your knowledge into a product. But in order to turn that product into a profitable online business, you'll need to figure out how to sell that product as well. So the first part of monetizing your knowledge is creating a product. Somehow you have to take the information that is in your head, the skills you have or the knowledge you have, and you have to package it into some sort of product that someone can purchase. As I mentioned a couple minutes ago, there are so many different formats you could put this information into, books or courses or services, etc. So the very first part of the process of creating the product is twofold. You both need to think about what information you could share with others, like what is the knowledge or what is the skill, and you also need to think about what format are you going to put that information into. So for example, let's say you know a lot about caring for orchids. Well, that could be an ebook about how to care for orchids, or a course, or you could consult with people about how to care for their orchids. Or you could even offer a service where you care for other people's orchids yourself. Or for another example, maybe you have a method that you use Used to clean your house that works really well. So you could teach other people that method by running them through a live program where each week you teach them another aspect of how to clean their house. Or you could write an ebook about it, or you could create a self-paced course, or again, you could do consulting, or you could coach people on how to have their houses be more clean. Now, at the end of the day, your biggest challenge here is going to be narrowing down your ideas. What you need to do is come up with different format ideas and combine them with different topic ideas. Now, now, if you need a little bit of help getting started with this, I put together a list of 100 different digital product ideas that you can download for free. And it's just exactly what I was just describing, just combinations of different topics and different formats. And it can really help you to start to get some inspiration for this process. Once you've come up with probably more ideas than you know what to do with, the hard part will be narrowing this list down and choosing one idea to test 
first because I would highly recommend that you do choose an idea to test rather than choosing an idea or trying to choose an idea that you're gonna take all the way. You just can't know when you're first starting out which of your ideas has the potential to be a home run and so you need to hold things loosely. Choose an idea that you're interested in and that you think might have potential and start moving forward with that one. And the first part of moving forward with that idea will simply be talking to people who you think might be interested in learning that particular type of knowledge. So for example, if you're considering maybe offering an online watercolor workshop, you can start to talk to people you know who you think might be interested in learning watercolor and might be interested in participating in a watercolor workshop. When you talk with them, you'll wanna to try to figure out what exactly is the end outcome they really want and is it aligned with the product I'm thinking to create? You'll also wanna learn why do they want that outcome and what obstacles are getting in the way of them getting that outcome. And that's because one of the most powerful things you can do to make your product irresistible to the people you're selling it to is to include in it the solutions to the problems they're facing. So for example, with your watercolor workshop, if one of the big problems that people are facing is they have no idea what supplies they need, well, if you include in your watercolor workshop a complete list of supplies, that will solve that product for them and make them more interested in buying your product. Okay, but don't get ahead of yourself here because you're not selling anything yet. You just have an idea and you're just talking to people about that idea in a really general sense. So once you've done a bit of research and you're ready to actually get started with the creation process, the first part is just outlining the product. You could also think of this as designing the product. But basically, because this is going to end up being an information product of some sort, you need to outline exactly what you are going to teach or what you are going to guide your students through and what that information is. Now, don't go over the top here. We don't need to write a whole book. A simple outline will do the job. So right now we're talking about creating the product and you probably are guessing that after you've outlined the product, the next step is to get to work and start actually writing the book or start actually filming the lessons of your course. But no, that is not what I would recommend. That is how many, many people do this and some people find success that way, but ultimately it's a huge risk of your time and the effort that you put into it to create a product before you're sure that there's demand for it before you've tested any sort of prototype of this product, creating information products, monetizing the knowledge in your head, it's a very time consuming process. I mean, I think you know, writing a book normally takes a while. Creating an online course normally takes a while. Like we're talking months here. So don't start creating your product just yet. Instead, we're actually gonna move on to the next half of the process, which is selling the product. So the time has come to sell your product. Well, you might not feel like it has come, but it is. It's time to go out there with your idea, hit the streets with it, and find out whether or not people are actually interested in purchasing this product. So my top recommendation for how you do this is rather than going into your, your creation cave and pumping out a book or a course or planning a huge experience, I want you to start small and casual and live. So whatever that end goal for the content is right now, I want you to just present it as a live workshop. Now, I know you might not want to do a live workshop in the future, but if you're thinking about creating a course or an event or a group program or a book, well, any of those things can be presented as just a 
one hour educational workshop. That was exactly how I finally successfully got started with selling my online courses. First, I created some really big courses and I tried really hard to sell them, but I couldn't figure out how, and I didn't know if there was really demand for those products. But then I went back to the drawing board. I decided to just keep things a lot more casual and try doing a 60 minute workshop on the topic. And that was when I finally had my breakthrough. I was able to sell seats in that workshop both to people I knew and also to people who heard about it online. And once I did that, then I had that proof I needed that people wanted the information and they were willing to pay for it. And I also learned so much about my target customers because when the people came to the workshop, they asked me questions and they told me about their problems. And so then I was able to include the answers to those questions and the solutions to those problems in the product that I later ended up creating and packaging and of course, selling for a higher price because it was a more build out product. Want to see exactly how I set up a sales funnel from scratch? Well, you're in luck because later this month or next month, depending on when you're listening to this, I'm going to be offering a sales funnel masterclass. Now this is long awaited and highly anticipated because I've been making videos on YouTube about sales funnel strategy and how to build sales funnels and lots of other sales funnel related things for the last couple of years. And every time I make such a video, people always ask me so many questions and want me to go a lot deeper. So it's finally happening. Next month, Sales Funnel Masterclass is happening. I'm going to be showing you how I set up a sales funnel from scratch and you can actually watch me build the funnel. I'm also going to be teaching some of my top tips for getting your funnels to convert as well as possible so they can make you as much money as possible. And I am going to be doing a live Q&A and answering questions from the attendees about setting up your sales funnels. It's going to be a 90 minute masterclass and I'm keeping it really affordable because I want people to be able to attend regardless of where they're at in their business. Maybe you have funnels set up in your business already and you want to learn how to optimize them and make them make you even more money. Or if maybe you haven't ever set up a sales funnel yet and you are just in the planning stages and deciding how you want to set up your funnel, I want you to be able to attend and to learn how to create a great high converting sales funnel. So if you want to find out more and sign up to join us for the masterclass, then either check the show notes for the link or head to gillianperkins.com slash funnel dash masterclass. Again, that's gillianperkins.com slash funnel dash masterclass. And I'll see you there. So just to recap, when it comes time to sell your product, don't create the whole product first because that is risking a huge amount of time and effort. Instead, start with something that you can present live because with that option, you're not risking any time or effort. If people don't choose to purchase it, then you don't have to create that live product. Now, the next thing that I've discovered is important is also a little bit counterintuitive. So when I was first starting, I tried to create these courses and market them to the masses. So I thought I needed to use like email marketing and webinars and all that sort of stuff. And 
it didn't work for me at all. I couldn't sell a single copy of the online courses I had created. And what I later realized was it was because I was trying to use mass marketing tactics. And those tactics can work when you have a huge audience or a lot of visibility or a lot of leads to market to. But those mass marketing tactics, they normally only convert about like half a percent of the leads that you get into paying customers. So that means you need 200 interested people to have one paying customer. But the problem is when you're first starting out and trying to sell your first information type product, you probably only have like 50 or 100 people, maybe, who you have the ears of who might be interested in purchasing your product. So if you're using tactics that convert at half a percent, that means you're gonna end up making no sales. So instead what you need to do is something that feels really counterintuitive, but go really small. And don't try to do things that are scalable or that are automated or that are passive, but instead just talk to one individual at a time and have real conversations with real people. Here's the truth. Even if you have a huge audience, you convert a much higher percentage of your leads when you talk to each person individually. Like we're talking 10, 20, 50% conversion rates instead of that half a percent conversion rate. It's huge. And if you're only talking to maybe 50 potential customers, I mean, that's the difference between zero sales and 10 or 20 sales. Now, like I just said, these strategies of talking to individuals and telling them about your product and asking them what questions they have, that sort of thing, they're not scalable. And so for that reason, you're not gonna keep doing these things forever, most likely. The reason that most big companies with big audiences switch to the mass marketing tactic that convert so much worse is because they still wind up making more sales using those lower conversion rates with a huge number of leads than they could if they tried to talk to each individual just because they couldn't talk to all their potential customers. So when it comes time to start selling that live event that you're going to host, make a list, do some brainstorming of all the people you know who might be interested and divide that list into two categories, people who might be interested and people who probably aren't interested. The people who might be interested, talk to them and tell them, hey, I'm doing this workshop about this topic and I thought you might be interested because reason, you know, why ever you think they might be interested and then just ask them if that's something they might be interested in doing sometime. And then all those people who you don't think are probably interested, talk to them too. But just tell them, hey, by the way, I'm doing this workshop and I was wondering if you know anyone who might be interested in that topic. Now, you don't want to have any sort of sales pressure here. You're just being friendly and giving them an update on what's up in your life and asking if maybe they have a connection. And the thing is, people love to be helpful. And so if they do know someone, they will definitely send them your way. Now, most likely they won't know someone though. Here's the thing, they won't know someone, but now it's in the back of their mind. And when they do hear someone say, I've been really thinking about taking up watercolor painting, but I'm not sure how to get started you will be the name that comes to their mind and they will send that person your way because people love to be the hero and they wanna help that person out and say, hey, I know someone who you could talk to. The last step of this process of monetizing your knowledge is multifaceted, but I wanna package it all together right now so you understand the big picture. It's automating either the product itself or your marketing of the product. But be careful, because if you try to do both of these things at the same time, it's probably not gonna work out. 
So let's talk about what each of those ones mean. If you are automating your product, well, that means you're going to shift from instead of delivering your product live, now you're going to have, for example, a pre-recorded course where you're going to actually write the book, but you're going to have something that people can purchase and then go through at their own pace or at least without you holding their hand. And then on the other hand, we have automating the marketing. So up until this point, we've been talking about doing really direct and personal marketing where you're talking to individuals and you're finding out if they're interested in your product and then you're explaining to them how they can sign up, which is great. It's perfect when you're first starting. But if you want to scale your business to thousands of dollars in revenue every month, then you're going to need a lot more customers, more customers than you can reasonably talk to on your own. So you're either going to need to hire a sales team, which unless you're selling a really expensive product, it's not going to be profitable, or you're going to need to automate your marketing. This process generally involves things like using email marketing, maybe using sales events like live webinars or workshops, that sort of thing online. You could have an application process. There are lots of different ways you can configure it. But somehow you need to guide people to first discover your product, then learn more about it, and then finally purchase it without you having to be there through every step of the process. Now, like I said, don't try to automate both of those two things at the same time. It probably won't work out very well. Instead, I'd recommend that first you create an automated version of your product that people can just purchase because then that's going to free you up to be able to work on automating your marketing over time. If you do the opposite and you try to automate your marketing, marketing first, you're still going to be super busy actually delivering the product over and over again, teaching workshops or serving your customers. And so you're never going to really be able to get free. So first create some sort of digital product you can sell, some way you can package your product and then work on automating your marketing. There is such a huge opportunity here to make a living doing something that you enjoy and help people in the process. I absolutely love information marketing. I love teaching. I love sharing my knowledge and I love learning new things and then sharing them with others too. It's the sort of work that I enjoy the very most. And I think it's amazing that you can make such a great living these days using this business strategy. But here's the thing, just like most opportunities, you're only going to get the benefits of it if you take advantage of the opportunity. And the first step is the most important. So if this is all interesting to you, if you want to get started, you have to just start by taking the first step. You know, the first step we talked about today was brainstorming those ideas and figuring out what you might want to sell and then talking to some people and outlining that idea. It starts there. And until you start working forward with it, you're not going to be making any progress. And I can tell you almost absolutely that a year from now, if you don't start now, you'll wish you had started now. You'll wish you had started because it takes time to make the progress with these things and to turn them into profitable businesses. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.